Hello, this is Janet Gallen welcoming you to Love Letters Live. And today's guest is Samantha Brenner. Samantha, I'm going to introduce you and let you talk about what you do professionally. And then let's slide over to what we wanted to talk about, which was dating. Yes. Yes. Your turn. Thank you for the intro, Janet. I'm so thrilled to be here and honored to be on your podcast. We met a couple of weeks ago at a coffee shop and uh, it was love at first sight, let's say. And I, I do a work podcast and Janet does this podcast. So we thought we need to collaborate. Um, but in terms of answering your question, what do I do professionally? Um, I lead, I'm a director of sales. So I lead a sales organization at a company called Cisco Meraki, and I've been doing tech sales for the better part of 10 years now, which is and what, what intrigued you, intrigued me about what you do is more than what you do is how you do it. And you make a very large point of talking about the human side of communication. Right. Exactly. And, and ain't that what makes life good? Ain't that what me exactly. So that's kind of how I came to do my company podcast is because, you know, we're, we're a tech company and we're a networking company. And a lot of the episodes were very technical and I came to the marketing team and I pitched them and I said, I'd love to highlight the human element of networking, right. And the people and the amazing people at this organization. And that's how it all started. Okay. And you're right. It was love at first sight. And I want to just make a good, <laughs> a good encouragement to talk to strangers. I know we were little, we were told not to talk to strangers, but when we're grownups, we can do it within, you know, limits of safety. Uh, absolutely. So absolutely. We, we, we talked a couple minutes and the conversation went, oh, went to dating. Mm -hmm. Yes. It doesn't even matter how we got there, but you are in the dating world, right? Right. I am. Let's, let's talk about dating. Okay. Where sure. to begin first? Let's begin with well, how important it is and um, many aspects of it, but also during the pandemic, mm -hmm. wasn't dating pretty much, you know, put on at least a back burner, if not seared to death. Yeah. During the pandemic, you couldn't get together. You certainly couldn't touch, you couldn't kiss, you couldn't do any of the things that right. can go with dating. So I know. What, what did you do during pandemic? I know. I joke that I want to get three years back because these are these are uh -huh. some of my prime years that I feel like we're taking. But let me I guess let's peel back the onion a little bit further and just, you know, dating in general in a city in San Francisco. You know, it's it's kind of the wild, wild west out here. Right. And, and a lot of people, you know, use the dating apps now, which we'll talk about in this culture of the dating apps and what it's like to be on the dating apps. But San Francisco particularly is kind of a unique city to date in because You'll hear a lot of women at least talk about how, how men here have the Peter Pan syndrome, which is they come to San Francisco, right? They they want to pursue tech. This isn't a landing ground for them long term, right? They want to come here, kind of strike the pot of gold, if you will, at a startup or a tech company, and then maybe leave and go live somewhere else eventually because it's such an expensive city to live in. Okay, so you're touching on something that I had never even thought of, which is dating with the hopes of catching someone on the run. Right. Right. The big right. net. It's a big net. It's a big net. So that oh. makes it a little bit and, harder. And it, and it also means that you have to get to know somebody more quickly, more deeply. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, the evolution of dating, I'm in my early thirties. I'm dating very differently now than I did when I was in my twenties. Right. Oh, say, say how. 
you know, it's lower stakes when you're younger, right? Maybe you have more time. You can, you know, kind of play around and figure out what you like and what you don't like and what's important to you. And what do you want in partnership, right? Are values important to you? Do you just, are you just need a sense of humor? Are you very physically attracted to the person, but maybe mentally they're not stimulating for you, right? So I I just want to do point out for anybody who's listening that um, physical attraction. Yes. Non-negotiable. Right. It is. Yeah, it is. But what I will say, especially for women is that it can grow. And what I've learned through dating is that if, if you go on a date with someone and maybe the physical attraction isn't off the charts, but you leave that encounter feeling curious, like curiosity is my word around dating. If I'm curious to learn more, I'll always go on another date because for women, especially, I think physical attraction can grow. Oh, you know, okay. So I'm going to backpedal on that because it is totally negotiable because you can meet somebody who for a variety of reasons seems to you physically unattractive. And as you get to know that person, they become gorgeous. Right. Exactly. Because of what's on the inside. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, in your twenties, it's lower stakes and in your thirties, right. Unfortunately, women, we do have biological clocks. So what are you doing? What are you doing now to speed up the process of finding a life mate? Right. Well, as a type A individual who sets her mind to something and can go get it, dating kind of turns everything on its head because unfortunately you can show up, you can do the right things. You can put yourself out there. You can, you know, be true to your values, but in in life, you can't control when your partner comes in, right? You can do all the right things, but I'm learning this lesson of surrender, which is you can, you can do all the right things, but ultimately the universe has a greater plan and we cannot control the timing of when we meet our partner. So I think dating for me and the evolution of dating is really a love story to myself, which is, you know, through this entirety of this process, like I can keep coming home to me and learning more about myself and what I want and self-love, right? Like filling up my cup so that when my partner comes into my life, I have a fulfilled, beautiful life. Oh, yes. You have something really to offer. Let, right? let me ask you, what is... Two things. Yes. Is the first thing you would notice that says this, this could be, this is a go. Mm. What's the first thing that says this could be, I think just checking in with your body on a date. How do I feel in my body? Am I comfortable? Am I relaxed? Am I having fun? Like really tapping inward. Um, is a good sign for me. Are we, are we laughing? That's interesting. So you're looking at yourself for that first sign, not at right. The other person, right. I'm like, I'm paying attention to how I feel in my body because the opinion of me is actually none of my business, right? It's really none of my business. It's how do I feel around this individual? So would you say the same thing for, I was going to say that what's the, what's the thing that you would say, never mind, run for your life. So I guess I'm guessing that would be if you feel absolutely yucky inside. Totally yucky. Or just, (laughs) I went on a date last week with a guy, very successful, 38, good career, good job. He talked about himself the entire time. Uh oh. You could tell he was asking me certain questions to check a box, but he wasn't listening to me. He wasn't listening. He didn't care what I have. He wanted to talk about himself the whole time. That red flag. Red flag. Okay. Now, what do you, do you, well, I'm going to say, do you have any really relevant tips or, you know, suggestions 
for women who mm-hmm. are looking to find somebody to love forever? Yes, I do. I, I mean, I don't have the, the, the guy to tell the story, but I, you know, tips that have helped me along the way is, you know, I think women are so focused on, does he like me? You know, am I pretty enough? Do I, am I showing up the right way? Am I, you know, and it's, it's not about that. And I think turning around the mirror and in dating, really using it as an exploration opportunity to get to know yourself better mm-hmm. is like the greatest gift you could ever give yourself. Because ultimately at the end of the day, who do we have? We have ourselves. Well, right? that's true. That's true. You have I, your body. I noticed when I was dating. Yes. Um, twice in my life, different, that the people who made me feel the best Right. Well, people that made me, people who made me feel welcome. Yeah. Emotionally and physically and right. sexually, just welcome. Yes. And yes. I find the same was true. You know, if you make somebody else feel welcome, what right. a pull that is. A hundred percent. Right. We all want to feel seen and heard. Right. That's it. That's our chart. Yeah. So wait, let me ask you, Janet, what is your love story? Are you married? Are you single? I don't even know. Oh, you know. My love story is complicated. I am um, not looking to date. Okay. And um, yes, my, I mean, everybody's love story is complicated. You know, I'm 81 years old, so I'm in a different, in a different ballpark than a lot of people. Although if I may, I have a very had, I mean, she has since passed, had a very dear friend. And I will tell you, she was, you know, her long, she was found herself single at about the age of, I would say, mid eighties. Okay. Early eighties. Wow. And she, because her partner had died and she had gone to a, a group, a grief group and walked out with the next fellow. Oh my gosh. And I will tell you 80, 80 some years old. It doesn't matter. She was so in love with this man Oh. and he with her. And when people talk about young love, they're not talking about young people in love. They're talking about the love itself is young. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sadly enough, he died not too mm-hmm. much later. She, um, again, you know, went to, I mean, this, you know, over a period of time, she found her next sweetheart and married him. I think uh, she was in her late eighties. Wow. And there is no limit to when you might find someone. I know, you know, I um, believe that. Yes. And and I met a woman once many years ago when I was very young. She was in her 90s. She was playing bridge somewhere. And I was introduced and I happened to walk past her. And she had a beautiful engagement ring and wedding ring. And it looked gorgeous on her. She was like 93. And I said, oh, that ring looks so beautiful on your hand. And her response was, I have been very fortunate to have the love of two very wonderful men in my life. Mm. So again, thinking of the other person. Right, right. Absolutely. What do you think of, people say, I don't even like the phrase, just friends. Right. People sometimes, I don't think there's such a thing as just friends. I think friendship is the, you know, the top of the line. Do you think there is a way, and is it a skill to learn, to, when you're dating somebody that you really like and love in some friend? The romance is lead, mm. but the friendship is golden. Right. How do you how do you shift? Right. Well, I think successfully. 
Yeah, that has to be baseline, right? Because ultimately, if you're looking for long lasting partnership, there's a, the, the sparks will dull out right? Eventually we know that chemically there's actually a lot of science around dating and it's fascinating. So what happens in your brain and the dopamine hit when you first meet someone in that first six months and that honeymoon phase, there is chemically something different in your brain. And then it shifts at about six months. It shifts again at about a year. And then people have that seven year itch again, if you will. Right. And, and your brain chemistry is literally changing, right? So it's never going to be fireworks and that passion maybe that you first initially felt. So I truly believe that in dating, the charter is as corny as it sounds is to find your best friend because there are going to be highs and lows, right? In that relationship, marriage is not easy. And if you're not, if you, or if you're not friends and you don't have that baseline foundation at the end of the day, what do you have? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so when you're talking about friendship, <clears throat> you're also thinking about trust, right? trust is everything, right? Like when, when I'm on a date and someone says, what are your, like, we talk about values. So, you know, you mentioned earlier, what do you kind of do to date more with intention in your thirties? And I show up and I talk about my values on a date and, you know, I'll say, how does that come up in conversation? Because, you know, there are cultures where dating is a matter of getting together and sitting and talking and talking and talking, you don't go to the movies, you don't lose yourself in distractions, right? focus. How do you bring these topics up, say on a first date, like you're having dinner, you're going to a movie. Well, yes. no more you're not, but. Right. Right. I'll just ask, uh-huh. you know, straight up. I have no problem. You know, I'd say open mouths get fed. That's my favorite saying. So I, you know, you want it, you got to ask for it. So I, that's important to me. Right. And how, how do you phrase it? I think I that say- might be helpful. Yeah. I say, I truly just asked the question, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something more serious, right? I have that on my profile. So first of all, I have, you let it be known right away that you are looking for something. Absolutely. Because why waste time? Right. So there's actually a setting on most dating profiles. You can say, you know, short term, long term, something more casual, something more serious. I didn't know that. That's yes. Yeah. So you can state, you know, what your intention is. So anyone looking at my profile knows that I'm interested in a long-term relationship. So I'll just say to someone straight up, right. What are your values, right? What's important to you in partnership here, here, what mine are right. And hearing their responses says a lot too, because if someone has never thought about that, they might not be that serious about partnership, right. Or maybe it's not on their radar yet. They're just, you know, people can be ignorant of things for a long time. Right. May I ask you what you say, what are your values? Honesty and integrity is number one, number one, right? Like you mentioned trust. That Mm -hmm. is all we have. That's it. Right. As our foundation, as our baseline, if we don't have trust, like you can't build a solid relationship. So that's one of mine. Um, someone who's ambitious, right. And goal oriented. I don't need you to be the CEO of a company. You could be a teacher, but love what you do. Have some sort of passion, right. Have some sort of drive. And that has to do with self, um, esteem also. It does. It does. Um, and then humor is something really important to me. Like life is so hard and serious. Like, can we laugh? Right. Can we be joyful? Like someone who can bring levity to a situation I think is so important. Um, and then what about, what about being kind of thick skin, like not taking offense easily? That's a really important one. Right. That would be nice. You can't be too soft, right? You got to have a backbone. That's why I, ironically enough, I date a lot of guys from the East coast and why? I don't, because 
guys from the East coast are different than the West coast. Oh, they have a little bit more swag and they're like straight shooters. Oh, you're talking New York. Yes. You're talking Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I'm talking that kind of energy. I like that. Me too. Like a man who's really kind of grounded in his masculinity and just a straight shooter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now does age matter to you? How do you feel about older, younger? Great question. Younger's tough. Uh, just because they're at a different phase in their life. I actually went out a couple weeks ago and I met a 23 year old I'm 33 and he really wanted to take me out on a date. And I said, Oh, I just don't know how much we have in common. So I, I set up a FaceTime date where we did a phone call and he was so sweet, truly kind of soul, but he was in a very different life phase, right? Just graduated Uh college, you know, trying to get his feet under him had just moved to San Francisco and you know, I said to him at the end of the call, it was a pleasure meeting you, but we're just, you know, a 23 year old male and a 33 year old. That's like those, that decade, a lot of growth happens now. And, and but it also depends on the 23 year old. True. Yeah. True. But that would be a little young for me. I would okay, say so how, what's, what's the oldest that you would put up with like early forties mm-hmm. would, so probably a 10 year age gap older. Um, but you think of an age gap, yes. Do you think of the future, like somebody who's 23 and you're 33 now, right. when, you know, you're 73 and he's 63. That's not going to be much of a problem. Right. So, but it's all about where they are. Mentally. Getting to that. So, yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I'm, I'm open. I'm open. I like to say, I don't have a type like I, it, for me, it's all about energy. Yeah. Like, you know, when you and I met, we just, vibed and you can't explain that right it's like that intangible I feel like when I meet my partner it's going to be just that magnetic kind of now are you aware of the fact that you could meet your partner waiting for a light to change so you can cross the street together yeah yes me too it could happen anywhere you have to be so open and yeah that's it that that's 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 the best advice. I think you have to be open your right. mind and your heart and your ears, and then followed by your mouth. Right. So, right. <laughs> to be able so, to advice for women talking about being open. Um, do not wait for him to come up to you. I am such a proponent. If you see it and you want it, go get it. Okay. The so woman- how do you, okay. So let's say you see somebody. Yes. I mean, I would feel perfectly comfortable at my stage of life going up to you know, a stranger who looks appealing at a public place, right? Saying, "You are such an appealing-looking person. Yes. Can we get together and have a cup of coffee?" Absolutely. That's how you do. Two weekends but- ago, I left my number for a guy at brunch at Mama's okay. in North Beach, and I just said, "Hey, you're cute. Call me." And we went out on a date, and we had so much fun. I left my number. That's wonderful. That's you know because okay, so I'm such a girl of the '40s and '50s. Right. There was, uh, you know, no such thing in a proper upbringing. You had to wait for him to ask you, mm. and, you know, needless to say, y- you could either be dead by then or, or you could be waiting while some other girl who is smarter and has a little more zip has said to him, let's get together. Right. Uh, right. So, uh, you know, if you're dating and you're wanting to put yourself out there, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So take the shot. The worst they can say is no. And then you say, okay. And you keep on pushing. 
Okay, so th- that's important. The worst they can say is no, and that's okay. And that's okay. And you want that same privilege. Exactly. And guess what? If they're saying no to you, they don't know you. It's nothing personal. It's an energy thing. So you just keep on pushing. And I think for so long, I was a late bloomer. I, I really didn't start dating until my late 20s. Um, I was so, I had so much fear. I was so nervous. I, w- I didn't have confidence. I, I didn't have, you know, I didn't think I was worthy. Okay. But I, on that line, you know, there's so many women I talk to and young girls and who think, you know, my, my, I don't look good enough. I'm not good. Look, my tush is too big. My, this is too, right. they focus on what's wrong. You know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. None but, of it matters. I, yes. I, well, okay. There's all kinds of things to say about that, but I, I think when push comes to shove, yep. what, people want again is to feel welcome and kind. And if you find a man right. who doesn't want to go out with you because your tush isn't the right size for him, put, you know, make a contribution to a charity, say a prayer of thanks, right. That you have nothing to do with him. That's what I'm saying. You don't right. want that type of man in your life anyway. No, you and I'm telling no, you, you it is all about confidence. Every guy I talk to will tell me that all my guy friends will tell me that my brother tells me that. And then, you know, I'm out here in the world living their advice. And it is so true. It does not matter. Of course, there needs to be some level of baseline attraction, right? I, I, you know, I want to acknowledge that, but ultimately it is so flattering for a guy to have a girl come up to him and say, Hey, you're cute. Here's my number. Let's go grab coffee. It is so flattering for them. So, and and think about it. It's all about at bats in life. So if you're doing that and you bake that into your weekly routine, you're going to start setting up some dates. Oh, I like that weekly routine. Yes. Yes. So don't get, don't get um, slack over. Let me ask you something because I am so about, as you know, the power of letters. Yes. To write a love letter right now to Mm -hmm. whom would it be? And I wanted to find a love letter as, (laughs) you know, either, you know, love, romantic love, lust, inviting someone into your life, inviting someone out of your life, sharing a memory mm. and, and that inviting someone into your life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to be the love letter police. Who would you write to? I would write to my future partner. Yes. Yes. I would write to my future partner and I would tell him I'm so excited to meet him and that I've been doing all this work on myself, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually over the last decade to prepare myself for this relationship mm-hmm. and that I have so much to offer and he's really lucky. Okay. What and, would you say about him? And in, in other words, a love letter being about the other guy's good qualities, would ooh. you feel comfortable including, and this is what I know about you. You yes. are open hearted. You are yes. smart. You care what I think. Right. You and love all, me for who I am. All these things mm-hmm. that you, yes. Yes. Well, okay. They this were, is, this is actually, I want to call this out. They call this manifestation, right? This exercise that we're doing, like writing a letter to your future partner, you right. are manifesting the qualities that you yes. want in partnership. There is science behind the fact that if you do this and you take a pen to paper and you write out a love letter, right? To let's say your future partner, the universe is here to conspire to make your desires happen. Oh, I think that's true. And I think part of the reason is because once you've written it down, you're more alert to those things and you're going to find it. Bingo. But, but I, I do want to say, okay, about writing. So I've had people in workshops and, um, you know, people that I consult with 
and helping write letters. Right. And on a couple of occasions. So the first one who did this was a beautiful woman many, many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. She knew what she, anyway, she wanted to write a letter to her future husband. Mm. Exactly that. And okay, good. I encourage that. And my question is now a love letter to me is something in your own handwriting, if possible, right. and mailed to someone. Oh. To, uh -huh, to whom will you mail this? That's a great question. I know where to go. Yes. Where? Tell me. Self. Yes. You write, you write to my future sweetheart. Right. Care of Samantha Brenner. Okay. Your address. And when it comes to you in the mail, you just stick it on a shelf or in a book or in your desk and you don't open it when you meet him. And it's clear that this is the person for you. You just give him a letter. Oh, I love that. Okay. I'm going to do that today. Fabulous. I it's like been that. decided. Oh my gosh. I love that. That stuff gives me chills. I live for that stuff. <laughs> I could tell that you did. Yes. I really do. It just like, it fuels me. It gives me the warm and fuzzies. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, that's such a great idea. Oh, okay. I, th I thank you for all that you said. Thank you for doing this with me. There's so much to say about dating. I met a woman once. She was actually, you know, collecting money for a shelter and she lived there and she just was, you know, you would think in kind of a sorry state right. and missing a couple of teeth and her, she, she just was, but she carried with her some, and she was a beautifully tiny petite black woman, but her, she was too, you know, she was too gray. I mean, her, she was too pale. Right. She wasn't well. And it turned out she, um, yes, she had jaundice at some point, you know, you could see, but there was a beauty and an adorableness surrounding oh. her. And she lived in the, anyway, we became friends. Yeah. And she would, you know, come visit now and again, and we'd sit, we'd chat and comes one day and she wants to introduce me to her boyfriend. Wow. She's found an adorable man. Right. sensitive, smart, good looking. Also at the shelter, I ran into him years later and he was working for actually super show. Life worked out fine. But the point is she was a really attractive woman. Right. Right. And, and when you hear people, you hear women say, well, you know, it's just too hard to find anybody. I can't find. It, it can be hard. It can be hard. Yeah. It is hard. It is hard. And I want to acknowledge that. And I think it's become so much harder right. because of the apps. But and when you look around, right, see who has found people. Yep. You 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 kind of have to learn that the world is open. If mm -hmm. others can find, so can I if I want. Right. If you are able to love and you want that in your soul, that's your deep soul calling. Right. You will find it in life. You just have to be patient and remember we cannot control the output, but we can control the at bats, right? And we can control putting ourselves out there. Okay. Um, and the rest you have to surrender, right? You have to live a life. And, and really love is out there for everyone to find. I mean, this woman, everyone. I, I have a whole list of people that you would think maybe would have an impossible time finding a permanent sweetheart. They find them. Absolutely. It's out there. And guess what? It's okay to be picky. It's okay to have high standards. Yes. And, and yes. By, the, by the way, I think one of the qualities they have is these women are not self-conscious. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? We all have body issue images, right? Most women do. Right. And, and the sooner you get, just get to a place of being at peace with your body, right. And loving your body, right. someone else can. 
by the way, sometimes you see the most beautiful women imaginable and listen to them. They're complaining about this and they're going to see the plastic surgeon because the right. Okay, go figure. All right. Thank you for doing this with me. We could talk for hours about it. I know. But, I know. Um, thank you, Janet. Yes, this is wonderful. So this I hope, awesome. I hope people will take a listen here and uh, just get all kinds of, yes, good, good supportive, good nuggets. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully this helps one person. If one person leaves listening to this more confident, we've done our job. Yes. 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 And again, you know, the love is out there waiting for you. Absolutely. Job is not to screw it up. Not to screw it up. I know. Well, I better start writing that letter right now. <laughs> okay. I, I'm glad you will. Let me know, right, if, Janet. Thank let me know you. when you find someone and you give I will. him a I'll come back. I know what he says. Okay. Part two. Bye, dear. Okay. Bye. Take care. You too.